You're listening to the Carry on Friends podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Carry on Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Carry on Friends podcast. My name is Carrie Ann, and this episode is dedicated to my grandmother, um, Edna Fletcher, who passed away on November 9th, 2016. Um, It is her death, which is part of the reason why I've been radio silent, pun intended. Um, It's been really hard for me to deal with because it's just so surreal to me. I still cannot believe that grandma died. So um, it's the day after the election and everyone's whichever side of the fence you are, there's a whole lot of emotions. And I get a call from my brother who says, Carrie, and he's like weeping on the phone. And it was just like, I'm at work and he's like, grandma died. And I'm like, okay, hang up call my uncle. I'm trying to get my mom because I'm like, how is my brother telling me this? I'm expecting this call from my mom or from my uncle. I'm calling them. No answer. I pick up the phone. My uncle answered the phone. Typical Jamaican uncle. Hey, uncle. Wagwan. I'm like, everything okay? He's like, yeah, man. So I'm like, okay, let me call you back. And then I proceeded to try to call my mom. Can't get in touch with her. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I call my brother back. I'm like, who told you this? And then he proceeds to explain that they're trying to get in touch with my mom and my uncle. And it just so happens that I was the first person to get through to my uncle when I initially called him to say, well, hey, this is, you know, what's happening. And um, I called my little brother to find out where he was. And he's like, he's like, he's on his way to the gym. So I'm like, where's my mom? He's like, oh, I left her home sleeping, which would would explain why no one could get in touch with her because she's sleeping. And so I proceed to an office, an empty office, and I call her and I get through to her. And, you know, I'm figuring out where she is because no one's there. And um, at this point, I'm in autopilot. I'm pretty calm. I'm the oldest. I take over as the oldest, the person who's in charge and I have to get things right. And I proceeded to tell my mom and it was one of the hardest things that I had to do. I had to stand in the gap for her, not necessarily putting my emotions to the side, but knowing that I'm standing in this gap with her, experiencing with her, telling her, but at the same time, having that same experience to say that our grandmother was no longer here. And it. so the last few weeks, as maybe you can imagine, or maybe you cannot imagine, have just been really, really hard. It's my initial reaction to this was like, I can't believe this. This is just like, mm, it's, it's like a movie. <laughs> you know, it's just like, mm, this can't be real. And I'm going through this and it's, it's it's hard to explain this void and this emptiness that you now feel and that I now felt and that nothing made sense. Everything has been a blur. Everything has been foggy. It's like making, it's, it's, 
it was just, it just knocked me off my feet, literally. It was just like knocked the wind out of me. It was just, it's dazed and confused. So that week, I would have recorded an episode that would have been scheduled for um, the 20, for release on the 22nd of November. And I just couldn't get to it. And I'm like, all right, I have a little bit more time. I could record it a little closer to the release date, maybe that Sunday or that Monday before the episode is due. I really don't want to do that, but I told myself I could do that. And when it got to the, the you know, the Monday before the episode is due on the 22nd, I just couldn't, I just could not bring myself to record that episode. The, the past two weeks have been, you know, how are you doing? How are you been feeling? And for the most part, it's been, you know, some, you know, little tears here or there, as you, you recall, or just memory flashes just come across. The funeral was the 19th for Caribbean standards, very fast for American standards and probably other cultures. That was a long time to wait to have a funeral. But you have to understand as people from the Caribbean, you need people from all over the world, literally, to travel to a location very quickly to have a funeral. And so um, the best part about it, and, you know, the saying goes, you know, family is, you know, you, you, you're around family and family has a good time around weddings and funeral. And so my family was around. It was great to see everybody and to be all in one place and not FaceTiming or doing anything like that. And just to to be there and just talk about her and reflect on her life. One of the hardest things I had to do was to write her obituary as the oldest grandchild. I don't know if that was like a de facto, you know, responsibility, but I understood that my my mom and my uncles could not do that. Um, they they said you're the writer, you can do it. And, and then, you know, my mom kept asking me, you're reading it, right? You're reading it, right? Because no one else felt that they could. And, you know, I look at that, um, you know, that ability to write this obituary and to read it because there's not one person that I said, you know, I, I spent all day Sunday doing this and they were like, they couldn't do it. And I know that the strength to do that came from my grandmother because as I'm, as I'm coping Grandma now has become everywhere I am. I hear her so clearly in my head. So as I'm recording this episode, trying my best not to be super emotional, I hear her in my head the way she would say it if she was sitting right in front of me or if she would be on the phone. Come on, Carrie. Come on. Come on, perk up, man, perk up yourself. Come on. You know, that's what I'm hearing because that's what she would do when I would get emotional. And some people might say, well, you allow people to be emotional. But for my grandmother, you know, she she's from a generation of, you know, of women that was just like, you know, you, you, you got to be tough. And for her, crying was in private. I knew this personally. You know, her crying was through her prayers. So that's where the strength came from to do that. And all the strength I'm pulling right now to record this episode. So why am I recording or sharing this episode? Because, you know, you're going on with life. Your, your, your business is doing great. Your career is going great. You know, you're on a high and things are doing good. And, you know, as humans, these things happen, you know, there's life and then there's death. And, you know, it throws us out of our flow 
or a groove. And then it becomes like, how do I get back? Maybe for some people it's not as challenging, but for me it's like this woman who was the center of my family, the foundation, the head cornerstone of my life. It is hard. The woman that I'd pick up the phone and she'd hear the slightest thing in my voice and she just whips into a prayer and knows what to pray about. That's just that bond and connection that I had with her. The woman who I wrote about on the blog um, back for Mother's Day, how she taught me about entrepreneurship along with my paternal grandmother. And both of those women, I, I love them, but I lived with my, my, my grandmother that just passed away, Edna. I lived with her. I lived in the same house. I saw her every day. My other grandmother, I visited her on weekends and she spoiled me and she, she did everything. But I lived with this woman and I, I, she, was, she was so much a part of every single aspect of my life. Four years ago in the delivery room, she was there. You know, when I was about, when, when they realized that, you know what? We have to do an emergency C-section. She started hollering and praying in the bathroom, you know, at my wedding. When I bought my house, my grandmother came in here. She was just like wiping down the walls with the cross and our holy oil and praying out everything. You know, this is the woman that I, I've bonded with, you know, in Caribbean you know, parlance, you know, I was grandma's handbag. You didn't see my grandmother, you didn't see me, you know. And so for over for over 30 years, almost 40 years, she's been in my life. And for her to go away or not to be here is just something that's really challenging for me right now. And all I know is that I can only do this one day at a time. I wear shades. You know, my cousin from Jamaica came up for the funeral and, you know, I'm taking her around to see the city and I'm sitting on the train and I just start feeling emotional. The um, the other day, a friend of mine said something. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much. I'm like, she found some resource. She's like the resource that is carry on friends. I got emotional because there's I, there's very few separation in what influence or what impact grandma had in me with what I'm doing with carry on friends. She may not have said, Oh, Carrie, go out and create this blog and podcast. But the foundations that were started really early, we went to church a lot. There was not one event or performance at church that I didn't have to go up there and recite something, act in some play, teach Sunday school, do something. I wouldn't have done that voluntarily. My grandmother, like a shepherd at the back and I'm the sheep and I just have to, wherever she pointed the rod or whatever, that's just kind of the direction that I had to go. But it's, it wasn't until I was older that I recognized that, you know, this was how she was able to teach me that, you know what, there are opportunities out there, do it. And don't worry about what anybody else is thinking. You can do it. I know you can do it. You know, mommy, on my Facebook page, when I, any, when I celebrate anything with the blog, I think the last thing I did was with the podcast being in iTunes, mommy keeps saying, your grandmother always say it was going to be somebody, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure most people, grandmothers say that, but you know, when my grandmother says stuff like that, we just, we, we, she just know, you know, they were teasing me that like, listen, when I was a kid, they were like, there was no separating you and your grandmother. She starts a sentence, you finished it. And to have someone believe in you at an early age 
and believed in you to the point where they did things. So my grandmother didn't have a, we weren't rich. She didn't have a big corporate job. Her only influence was in church. And so because of her influence in church and she wasn't no big time deacon or elder or whatever, she went to church. She was a, she was a regular member. And so she, she saw opportunities where, you know what, you can do this. And, oh, you can help out when they're counting the offerings or you could help out for su- when they're teaching Sunday school. You can help you, a choir. Oh, you go on the choir and sing, even though I cannot sing. Oh, there's another choir forming outside church that would go around Jamaica and sing. Oh, you go on that choir. Oh, they're, they, they want you to stand up and recite poem. You can do it. Oh, Bible verses. You can do it. And, and, and that's been my grandmother. So when I came to this country in 93 and left, you know, Jamaica, everything I did, every award I won, almost every award I won in school, I don't have those awards. I would go back to Jamaica and see it. It was almost as if I knew she worked so hard for me to get to a place where, you know, I, I was ahead. I had a good start off that she wasn't afforded. And so that was my gift to her. And every time I did something that I knew that she didn't have those opportunities and she would, she would not get those same recognition. I wanted her to share that with me. And so this blog is a manifestation of her belief in me and my abilities, even when I didn't believe in myself. And so moving forward is, is the biggest challenge that I will face right now, year to date, maybe life to date. One of the biggest challenge, because when, when I'm so dependent on someone who's been made such an impact, it's like, Picking up the pieces is really hard. How do you get back to a productive and a creative space when someone who's meant so much is no longer in your life and they they can't come back? It's not like they've gone down the road, even though I feel like, no, this this can't be real. She just she's just in Jamaica and she's not. I don't know. It just doesn't feel real to me. And so I've had to take steps to adjust slowly, small steps to adjust to this new reality. It's putting family over work, right? And so I knew I needed the time and I wasn't ready and I couldn't push myself to record that episode. So I missed the deadline. Do I like missing deadlines? No. But if there's any other time I could miss a deadline, it's now. I've changed goals. I've reprioritized and, you know, I've, I've been... I've been fortunate enough to work and collaborate and be friends with people who who are able to make suggestions about this before I even approach them. They're like, all right, what are we going to do? I don't know. There's no right or wrong way to move forward. It's There's only the way that feels the best or feel what is more doable for you. This human element, man, you're you're on this high, things are going really well, you have this momentum, you, the goals that you've set in place, you're meeting them, you're on pace, you're on target, and this happens and you're like, whoa, you know, this, th- this is life and dealing with life and the things that are a part of life, even though you know they're a part of life, you can never really see them coming and it's really hard to adjust. And so I... I don't have a right answer as to how to adjust or cope. 
I just know what is right for me in the moment for today. And um, that's what I'm working towards, right? Things that I've been doing to cope, I've been journaling more. I'm a big advocate of writing and journaling. It is just so, it is my peace. It's my calm. I, I've committed to that on the flight over to Wisconsin about an hour 45. Um, I wrote for the entire flight, gave myself maybe two five minute breaks, but I wrote for that entire time. I finished one journal. I had to start a new journal in November, which is like, who does that? But I had to. Um, the new journal started and I've just been writing. I Sometimes my entries are really long. Sometimes they're really short. It's me writing through my feelings at the moment. You know, I go off and I'm wondering about stuff and I'm, memories come up. That's that's kind of the main way that I've been coping is writing. Music is so therapeutic for me. I love music. And music is a bit of a touchy one too because in a good sense, it's like, I feel great, but in another sense, there are some songs that just trigger such deep emotions and memories for me. So like this You Name It challenge is happening. And for a while, I wasn't quite sure what it is, you know, because I hear people playing the song. I'm not seeing the video. So when they're like means reciting everything, I'm like singing along, not because I know the clip is because I know the whole song. My grandmother and Shirley Caesar are synonymous in my house. I grew up listening to Shirley Caesar. As a matter of fact, Shirley Caesar's some of her best songs were the story she told before the songs, No Charge. Um, I Remember Mama, which is like grandma, like I remember in a happy way. So this Hold My Mule song, which is the clip where the You Name It challenge is from. I know that song is the, the live version the whole recorded version, you know, I know the song and I'm, I'm waiting for the song to get to, you know, I'm waiting for it to, for the story to end, to get to the actual chorus of the song. And when I realized it was a challenge, I was like, I'm just so late with it. So it's, it's a bit funny, but that song itself reminds me of grandma. So it's not quite as funny for me. I'm not trying to spoil anyone, but that's, that's just the connection. My grandmother always sang songs. I mean, music was just so much part of our life, whether it's gospel or any other kind of music. Um, the song that is just really touching and moving me and really is kind of explaining how I feel is Jaheem's Everywhere I Am. The song he wrote for his mother is a song that I'm relating to at this time, you know, because this woman, everywhere I am. Sometimes music doesn't work. So if I hear that song or this You Name It challenge pops up, I get all emotional. There something else. So what works today may not work tomorrow, may not work next week, but I have to, I, 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 I'm leaning into the emotions that I feel. I'm not trying to fight it. And as for work, as for carry on friends, as for my career, I'm taking baby steps. I, I can't just jump back into it. I can't, there's no thing as, you know, like this is a distraction because, you know, I, it's it's something that I move towards slowly. It's not life and business as usual. It's it is it is a gradual um, move towards bit back being quote unquote normal. And so, um, as I wrap up this episode, I really didn't want it to be this long. Um, as I wrap up this episode, I want to thank you, the community, the audience, for just really listening and giving allowing me this opportunity to share my experience. And for anyone out there who 
has gone through or is going through a difficult moment where they've lost someone, I I empathize. Um, I can't say I feel your pain. I kind of have an idea of what you might be going through. And, you know, I'd say just make sure you're getting the right support and you're taking the time out to spend time with family and practice good self-care because it's what you is is what I need the most. Um, I'd also want to thank my family and my friends for really, really being supportive. I'd like to thank my other family, my indie creative network, my podcast um, network family, our fearless leader Wise, who's taken over some scheduling of guests for our upcoming shows. He took that off my hands for the last couple weeks. Um, also, Big Therm, I was on a show recently, who's really helped me to be brave and um, helping me just kind of work up the courage to 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 record and share this episode. I think as I as I move forward, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. That's the normal saying, but it just takes a village. Whether it's raising your child, whether it's building a business, there's there's just so much interconnectedness that is important and is necessary because the other side of that is no man is an island, no man stands alone. And I'm so glad I have a village to help me stand up when I barely can stand up for myself right now. So again, thank you for listening. And until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.